This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So this is how I want to start. I want to kind of do the open again. And just kind of let you guys know my stance on a topic that I've seen come up a couple of times. I want to play what Nick had to say. And I don't know after that. We'll figure it out. So I have seen this conversation and a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, said that they believe that the next championship parade should be held at Arrowhead because of the events that happened yesterday. That it should be a ticketed event. You should have to go through the metal detector. And we should try to cut as much of what happened yesterday out of it, basically. I am strongly opposed to moving the parade because I think the parade is one of the best version of ourselves. We can be honest and speak about the division that is created, not just in our city, but in America, left, right, red, blue. We are very divided on a lot of things. There are very few things that bring all of us together. There are very few things that bring all of us. And it doesn't matter if you live on 27th, It doesn't matter if you live on 135th and Metcalf. It doesn't matter if you live in Grain Valley. It doesn't matter. You are excited about your team. You are excited about celebrating their accomplishment. And you come to one part of the town to celebrate that team's accomplishment. I don't think that the parade is only about them. That's certainly part of it. Hey, you guys did something really, really cool. That is really, really hard to do. Rob, think about all the teams that have ever played in the NFL. There have only been 58 of them that have had a day like yesterday. Think about that, Rob. Think about some of your favorite teams that me and you talk about and go back and forth. Teams that maybe were better than this Chiefs team. But you didn't win the ultimate prize at the end. There is only one team at the end of the season that gets that. And yesterday was about celebrating. Not that this this is the first one that they've had. The, oh my, they did this two years in a row. And this is, they are a dynasty. You can put the crown on the Chiefs' head. They are one of the great teams in the history of the NFL. 
So that is certainly one part of yesterday is the celebration of them celebrating Patrick Mahomes, celebrating Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and Brett Veach and everybody, anybody who had anything to do with them winning the Super Bowl yesterday, 50% of it is about you. The other 50% of it is about me and you and our community and where we live. And the fact that this isn't a ticketed event. It doesn't matter if you are a doctor that lives in Leewood or you work at Amazon and live in the hood. It does not matter. You have the ability to come downtown to celebrate this accomplishment and we are all together here celebrating this. I don't want to lose that. And we all know what would happen if this turns into a ticketed event. It becomes an event for a select few people that live in this area. It then turns into events for people like me. And I don't say that like I'm some high. I, I work in the media. It would not be hard to get to this thing. But it's not about that. I don't want it to just be about that. I don't want this to be about who you know when you got to no. know. Hey, wake up early enough. And go downtown and see your team and celebrate it. And the civic pride that comes with it. And the community aspect that comes with it. It's about all of those things. The best day that I've ever had in Kansas City was the Royals Parade. And when you look out and you see how happy people are. And yesterday, as my friends are coming over to my apartment, I got to go down and get them. And I'm seeing kids throwing footballs and people are listening to Taylor Swift and everybody has their chiefs on and everybody is happy and having a good time. That's what the championship parade is about. And that's what it was about for the overwhelming vast majority of people that decided to attend yesterday's parade in downtown Kansas city. And I just refuse to let the actions of these people ruin that and turn it into something that it's not. And as much as I feel that yesterday was America in a microcosm in a negative sense, gun violence is a part of our community. I wish it wasn't. But the incident that happened yesterday at Union Station will happen again. It will happen again somewhere. I don't know when. I don't know where. And the feeling that there is not a place that we can go in which you feel safe. Because incidents like what happened yesterday at Union Station have happened at almost every intersection of American society. Whether you like to go to a nightclub, someone has walked in a nightclub, started shooting. Whether you have been to a high school before, someone with a gun has walked in there and started shooting. Or an elementary school, or a church, or a grocery store. Yesterday, what happened is, as American is watching the Super Bowl, a shooting broke out. That's one part of it, though. The other part of it, I think, is equally as American. There was a group of individuals who tackled the shooter. Who tackled the shooter. If that's not American, I don't know what is. In the face of one of the worst moments of your life, people just acted in real time and want to help and were there for their fellow brother and part of our community. Like, listen to this story from Trey Smith. We're talking about an NFL player, a millionaire, millions of dollars. In that moment, you are one of us. You are an American who was affected by gun violence, and we all know somebody like that. Listen to Trey Smith's story. 
security guard just ushering us through the doors quickly, just saying, you know, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's okay, this is not a joke, it's a life or death situation. Smith forced to run for his life, finding shelter in a closet, guiding as many people as he could to safety. Right before I, I run in there, there's like a little kid in front of me, so I just grab him, just yank him, and just tell him, you know, you're hopping in here with me, buddy. So I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20 plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. Uh, we end up walking um, to the buses. The Chiefs team buses is soon filled with frightened bystanders trying to escape the madness outside. This little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He's just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I had the WWE belt um, call me the entire parade. And, you know, I was, you know, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. Nowhere. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, we got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite wrestling match? And just little things like that, just to take his mind off. Like he was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting away. They were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours. You know, man, like, so again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you for protecting, buddy. You're going to be a-okay. You're going to be all right. Smith is still in shock that a day of joy could turn so violent. I'm pretty angry. Um, because of senseless violence, you know, someone lost their life today. Um, you have children that are injured. You have children that are traumatized. I'm hurting for, one, the families and the people who got impacted. The city of Kansas City. I was Trey Smith who spoke to Good Morning America earlier today. I, for the life of me, I, I don't understand it. Like, they always say, like, hey, you know, like, if your kid asks you a question, what do you say? I, I don't know. I I don't have a good answer. I don't know why on a day that was so positive, that was so peaceful, on a day that brought so many people joy, I do not know why the day ended the way that it did. I don't know why a day that is supposed to celebrate togetherness and community and love and civic pride and so many good things, I don't know why the day turned the way that it did. I don't know that, but I do feel very strongly in not letting this define us who we are as a people, and we will continue to have outdoor events. I don't think there is any way to stop what happened yesterday, at least not in this sense. Like We can have another form of the conversation, but that's not what this is. I don't think there's any way to stop it. I think yesterday is as secure and as safe of an environment that you could possibly have. Think about who was all down there. The greatest living football player is down there. The best tight end ever is down there. The mayor of Kansas City, the governor of two states are down there. I guess a lot of really important people that are down there. And 800 cops and first responders are there. And this still happened. So I wish I could come on here and tell you, man, we're going to do everything and this is never going to happen again. We all live in America. I cannot tell you that. I know that this will happen again. I don't know when. I don't know where. But we live in America, and I know it will happen again. And that is incredibly sad. It is incredibly disappointing. It is disheartening. But I do know 
that at this point, the only thing that we can do as regular everyday citizens is continue to move forward and not let this define us. So if there was a championship parade tomorrow, I would go to the parade. I would not have any hesitation about going to the parade. I understand if you would have a hesitation about it or would decline going to it, and that is certainly within your right. I am not telling you, "Ah, get over it. No, that is your choice if you want to go or don't go. I don't think that the opportunity should be taken away from us that do want to go to those events and want to celebrate all of those things that I think are so good about what happened yesterday. I do want to play for you guys what Nick Wright had to say. Nick Wright of First Things First. So his show, they did it live from Union Station yesterday. They were down there when this incident happened. Here was Nick's open to the show earlier today. I'm going to tell you guys about the times my family first saw me cry because there's a chance you guys are going to see me cry for the first time. For Diora, my older daughter, it was December of 2012 in the lobby of her school when she was seven years old when I went to pick her up the day of Sandy Hook. And that day, of course, someone with a lightweight semi-automatic rifle shot around two dozen kids her age, and I saw her in that lobby, and I immediately started sobbing. It was the first time she ever saw me cry. My youngest daughter, Deanna, who's been on this show, who everyone here knows really well, first time she ever saw me cry was March of 2022 in our kitchen when I opened up Twitter and saw what had happened at Robb Elementary. And someone with a lightweight semi-automatic rifle shot around two dozen people that were her age. And I, and I sobbed. And she was concerned. She didn't know. I didn't, I, I just, like, it was so, and I'm not a big crier. Nothing against it, but I, I sobbed. And yesterday, shortly after, a few kids themselves with lightweight semi-automatic rifles shot around two dozen people. Uh, my wife saw me cry in a way I haven't. And it wasn't when, uh, at the parade. It wasn't on the walk over. It was at the hotel. Once we had gotten to the safety of our room, we're at the elevator. And there was this little old lady who was on the phone fighting back tears, mm. wearing a chief shirt. And she saw me and knew us, knew the show, and came over and gave me a hug and started crying. Mm. And I still didn't cry yet. And then we talked. And she said she was there with her kids and grandkids. And her, I believe she said, 14-year-old granddaughter had to take the lead because she's been trained for this. And the adults hadn't. And I cried. And I cried because it's so god dog cruel what we've taken from this generation of kids that we all got there listen yesterday wild is right we're lucky but yesterday was also the single worst 10 seconds of my life and it was not it was not the when we heard the gunshot and we're told to get down and it was not the tin that the part that is seared into my memory from a selfish perspective is the time between them telling us active shooter and me finding in the crowd ostensibly where the shooter was my wife my sister-in-law and her best friend because i you know th- those that 10 seconds felt like it was 5 minutes mm-hmm. uh but that 
That is, that is a, such a different feeling than for these young kids who have now had to learn, drill, and experience what to do in a mass shooting situation before they lose their first tooth, yeah. before they have their first kiss. For those kids there yesterday, part of their childhood ended. And to your point, those are the kids that we consider lucky. Mm -hmm. The kids who didn't end up in hospital beds. And so I, I, I'm incredibly sad about this. And this is where I will pivot a bit. But I am furious. I'm furious because this is so clearly all our fault. And we have so clearly lost the plot so quickly. I understand now that at this point, talking about any type of regulations whatsoever on guns in America is verboten for some, but we, some of the strictest statewide gun regulations ever passed in this country were passed by Ronald Reagan. Right. And the, the assault weapons ban in the 90s was supported by Ronald Reagan, who is a paragon, uh, you know what I mean, for many uh, on the conservative side of the aisle. I, we say when it comes to this particular topic, we turn ourselves into morons. We say ludicrous things like, why have laws? People break them. Like, we make these arguments of, well, if you pass a law, only criminals will break the law. As if, okay, well then make selling meth legal because only meth dealers will break it. We, 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 we trick ourselves into good guy with a gun. There were 800 good guys there yesterday. How many of them did we shake hands with before that we saw? There were uniformed police. There were, there, there, you couldn't have had more good guys prepared, ready. And in an instant, there's nothing they can do until after the fact and mitigate the damage. And that's my home city. And the only thing that brings Kansas City together is the Chiefs. We are a divided city. We are a segregated city. We have, the Chiefs is the only thing that brings it together. And the moment is, is shattered. I was Nick earlier today on FS1. I guess my reaction to that is, is twofold. Number one, I'm not here to lecture you about guns. I have my feelings about it. You have your feelings about it. My feelings and your feelings could be drastically different. Could be drastically different. Guns are not a part of my life. I don't want them to be a part of my life. I do not own one. I've never looked into buying one. I don't know much about them. I don't want to know much about them. Not at all. I respect your right to have one. I respect your opinions on I, you are allowed to feel how you feel about them. I don't think that is my place to tell you. Where I do firmly agree with Nick is it is just disappointing that incidents like yesterday are so ingrained in the culture. And it is disheartening to me as someone who has done this job for a long time. I like to think that I, I know you guys. I know how you guys think for the most part on things. Like it's impossible to do this for as long as I've done it. And 
I know what jokes will get you guys riled up. I know what won't. I know what topics will work. Like, I think I have a really good understanding of these kind of things. Like, I, I, I really do. I think I know. I know that we are going to move on from this. And I, and I know that in two, three days, if we try to have a conversation about this, something that has impacted our city, one of the biggest news events that has happened in our city in my lifetime that the message is going to be, and eh, move on. We don't want to hear about that anymore. You guys are beating a dead horse. A woman died yesterday. A married woman with two kids who graduated from Bishop Me Age who had nothing to do with the disagreement, the altercation. She died yesterday. And in two, three days, it's going to be, shut up, stop talking about this, move on. We want to hear, like, I, I know that. And that part is just disheartening that we treat gun violence in this city, in this country, that we treat it that way. That's just really, really disheartening about something that's so serious. And I'm not here pretending like I have the solutions to it. I, I, I don't have the solutions. But it is disappointing to me that we all know this is going to happen again. And we all know that there is really no way to keep any of us safe from this happening again. So I understand people have solutions and we should do this and we should do that. I'm here telling you that we are going to do none of it. None of your suggestions people are going to do. You might even have the solution. No one will listen to your solution. And that's disappointing. That's heartbreaking for a country that considers itself to be as great as the one that we have. If there's one thing that we love as Americans, it is telling the rest of the world how great we are. We love it. How great are we that we can't protect kids at a parade? Kids are outside playing football, listening to music. Kids are in Children's Mercy Hospital right now with gunshot wounds at the end of a celebration. And now we know, I mean, it'll probably happen again. I mean, the last parade, the the Denver Nuggets, they had a shooting at their parade. Ten people got shot. That's the part that's just sad to me. Again, I'm not here to lecture you guys on guns. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel on guns. We can disagree. That's also American. We can disagree on things. I'm not here to tell you how to feel. I'm really not. It is just disappointing that these days they will never end. And just maybe I have accepted that, that that is just part of our life. And I, I, I will also move on. In two, three days, we'll go back to giving away pizzas and playing random games and talking about movies and, and doing all of this. And unfortunately, we will learn nothing from the incidents that happened today, just as a society and as a people. And that's heartbreaking. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The only place in town to hear the hypothetical button game is on The Drive with Carrington Harrison. couple of pieces of audio from you for you guys um this was a story from a man this audio is courtesy of a news station that's in omaha nebraska his name is paul Contreras. i believe that's how you pronounce his last name i apologize for pronouncing it incorrectly but he is another one of the people who tackled the shooter yesterday you know it's a group of people over there they tackled that man it was a great tackle too I want to play for you guys Paul's story. Here's what Paul had to say. One guy was hollering and saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering. So I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I never think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at Ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Where's, you know, get the cops over here. Get the cops over here. You know, we got them. That was Paul Contreras. That was his story from yesterday. He was one of the men who tackled the shooter. I don't know what the Chiefs have planned for these individuals, but it likely will not be enough. Probably will not be enough. I'm talking about these people should bang the drum. These people should get to meet the team. These people should get autographed memorabilia from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, whomever they want. I know Patrick is a busy man. He got five minutes to say hello to these people, take a picture, and sign something for him. Whatever their plan is, it will likely not be enough for Paul Contreras, for Tony, the gentleman that joined the show yesterday and told his story. Just... I tell you guys sometimes I don't understand things in like a joking sense. Like I don't understand how you go to a football game, it's cold outside, and you take your shirt off. Like I'm like, I don't I don't get it. 
That's like one part of things I don't understand. I, you know, this man was shooting people with a weapon that looked very, very scary. It looked like something off a video game, the weapon that that man was holding. And you just run and you tackle that individual? Yo, you got something inside you I don't have because I wouldn't have done that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I would not have done that. I'd have been running the exact opposite direction. You have something in your brain and your DNA that is not like mine. You are a better human being than me. You need to get a VIP fast pass to heaven. I'll wait in line for a little bit. I mean, it seems like it could be cool up there, but I'm telling you, I, you need to be on the fast pass immediately. Boom, cut the line, skip the line, VIP. You are a hero. You are an angel to respond that way in that moment. You are a hero, and I don't use that word lightly. But if you see that man shooting with that weapon and you just intervene the way that you did and you're holding him waiting for the cops, no. Salute to you. Uh, this is, is it, is it, is it Gene Peters Baker? Is it Jean? Okay, I'm making sure I'm pronouncing people's names correctly. Gene Peters Baker, he is a prosecutor. He was on the, huh? Oh, it's a woman. I'm sorry, my bad. See, that's why I asked you. I didn't know. You said play the audio. I, don't, I didn't know this person. Uh, I want to play, uh, they were on the Dana and Park show earlier today. Uh, here's what she had to say about the likelihood that they are going to charge the shooters, what they're going to be charged with. So I won't speak specific to this case, but I will speak generally. Um, in, when events like this occur, um, there is a certification process that is followed, and a judge will hear evidence and make a determination individually, not as a group, but will make an individual uh, determination on each individual that um, the juvenile officer selects uh, to be submitted to, you know, for that certification hearing. I know that she can't maybe say it the way I want to say it, but absolutely. Hell yeah. Maybe even more strongly than that. Blank yes. We are absolutely charging these menaces as adults. I don't, I don't care how old you are. If you are around that many people and you start firing weapons, if they if they throw the book at you, I'm like, man, bro, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's cuts notable because Malik Jackson of uh, Fox 4 tweeted out earlier breaking news that they will be certified and stand trial as adults. Good. So they've gone through the certification process per Malik Jackson, and that's what she was explaining there. So, yes, they will be tried as adults is what it seems like. All right. Well, I'm just under – throw them under the jail. That's my advice. Throw the entire book at them, the whole book. I start charging them with stuff they didn't even do. Whatever we got to do to make sure that you never get out of prison, that's what we're that's – what, that's, what that's our plan. I'm throwing any charge at you. I've seen Law & Order. I know. Whatever you could possibly do, I'm, I'm throwing the book at you. That would be my suggestion. It's just, I, it's just sad, man. It's one of those things, like, I, I wish I had a better vocabulary, like, other words to use other than, man, it's just sad, but it's just sad. I just, I, there are a crowd of people that have nothing to do with whatever you and these other group of people are arguing about. Nothing. Y'all couldn't have just had a fist fight? Just right there. Just haul off and just hit the man. I mean, that you know, you had to pick up a gun and just start randomly just shooting into a crowd of people. There's kids around. That's just terrible. I'm telling you. I Throw the entire book at these individuals. I don't even know what there is to talk about. This should be the fastest trial 
we ever seen. Guilty. Uh, gavel. Put him in jail. Throw away the key. Terrible. All right, let's take a break. Coming back on the other side, you can take some phone calls if you want. 913-586-7610. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. So, Rob, I am reading the comments, and they say never read the comments, but I decided to read the comments. So TMZ Sports tweeted out earlier that Patrick Mahomes attended a party with Travis Kelsey at restaurant after the shooting. And if you click on the story, the team went to Grand Falloon after the shooting yesterday, after the parade, after the shooting, after everything that happened yesterday. It sounds like it was a, a private gathering. That Patrick put in a call. They rented out the Grand Falloon. It was just teammates there. They go in, they eat, they fellowship. They left and went home. At least that's what we believe. You're allowed to go eat, man. Like I will firmly defend your ability to go eat afterwards. If there was a picture of Travis Kelsey in the club afterwards, I'd have been like, hey, Travis, I don't know if this is in your best interest. You maybe should go home. You know they are following your every single move. You can't do anything anymore. You had to move. That's how bad it was. Like you had, you weren't a home. You had to move because of how wild your life is. I don't know if you could be in the club right now, my friend. I think you should probably go home. Now, maybe he wouldn't listen to me, but I would have told him. I think you're allowed to go eat afterwards. I really do. I don't think that this is a big deal. I don't think this is cause for concern. I don't think this is being inconsiderate for the people who were affected by yesterday's incident. I I think they went to go eat afterwards. I, You were going to eat at some point. I think you're allowed to go eat together, especially at Grand Falloon. I mean, it's not like that's the that's not the turn up in a private event. You can go eat anywhere you want. I don't. It doesn't matter to me where you eat. I'm just saying if that's not the the party place. Now, if we get more information, if we hear, hey, Travis Kelsey threw a big bash at his house, and they were, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe tonight's where you just go home and watch a movie, and maybe you wait till this weekend and just, hey, you know what? It's Friday night. Hey, we we have plans. I, you know, I I'd, I'd be on your side, but uh. I think uh, I think after everything that happened yesterday, I think you are I think you are allowed to go eat at the end of this. I do not consider this to be a party or you are going out to party. I don't uh I don't think that is a very accurate depiction of at least how I envision a dinner at Grand Falloon. Rob, you and I haven't really got a chance to talk to each other much today, not at least how we normally do. Um how was your Valentine's Day yesterday? This is your uh, first Valentine's, I believe, is to engaged people. I don't believe last year you were engaged during Valentine's Day. So, I mean, the next Valentine's Day you have, you will be, you will be married. She will be Mrs. Brenton. How was your Valentine's Day? Because you had a weird Valentine's Day. So, we had always made plans to do our Valentine's Day on, a, on Friday because we felt like Wednesday – 
we I didn't know what the deal with the parade and how this show was going to operate. She didn't know how her work was going to operate with the parade. So we just agreed bef- on Tuesday. Let's just do our Valentine's Day on actual Friday. So it was not very Valentine's-y, but we had kind of planned it that way, and I'm happy we planned it that way after the horrific and tragic events of yesterday that it was just kind of sit at the house, you know, throw some food in the oven and just kind of kick back and relax. It was, it was, it was not a cute fun plan, but in a way the fact it wasn't that makes me happy because I don't know I would have had the mental bandwidth to go to like a nice restaurant or something. You know how you mentioned earlier when Aaron Lau was in the show, our, jo- our, sh- our job is not physically exhausting. No one, no one has left this show and been like, man, I feel like I you know, put in like hours at the gym. I, I understand that. But there is a mental toll sometimes doing the show, and I just I got home yesterday, and I was like you. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. So I, I'm very happy we didn't have plans, and we just kind of hung out at the house. Yeah, uh, I guess I appreciate the kind words that people have said about yesterday. It makes me feel uncomfortable in a way because I don't really think I did anything. Like, I mean, there are days I leave the show and I look at Rob and I was like, I, you know, today's show was great. I tell Rob that, like, man, this show was this show was really good. I'm I'm really happy with today's show. I I just think yesterday we we did what we were supposed to do, and I was talking to Danny about it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday and some this morning, and just I remember that Danny and I were on the air during the Boston bombing during the uh, Boston Marathon. And I just remember thinking, hey, this is what we need to be doing right now. We do not need to be doing, you know, sports or like this is the news. This is, you know, how we need to play today. And, you know, a lot of those feelings came back yesterday and um, that was it. So I that that part of people and I I mean, I appreciate it. I don't make it like I'm not appreciative of it. I just I'd rather you tell me you really like the show on a day that, you know, we I had a really good Chris Jones take or a luxurious knee taken. Oh, don't worry. We will get back to those. I don't know if you saw earlier today. Sneed was on Kay Adams' show, and she said, is there a message you would like to get to Brett Veach? And he said, pay me. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I think we know the lead at some point is what LeJarius Sneed had to say or where Chris Jones said, I'm coming back next year. There certainly are a lot of football things to get to, and we probably will get back to them tomorrow. But uh, that is the part that has made me a little bit uncomfortable over the last 24 hours or so. I... I remember there have only been two times I remember just being really, really tired from doing this job. I remember after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the first time. And, I, you know, I was really excited, you know. Uh, the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. I knew how big it was for the show and for my career. And we were down in Miami. And, I mean, in Miami, it was nonstop everything. I mean, it was from waking up and every media availability was at eight o'clock Eastern. And that is early by central standard time. It is early. And so from waking up every day at six and driving and trying to enjoy Miami and going out, I mean, it was a long grueling 10 days. And I remember after the parade was over the first parade, the chiefs had, I remember I went to Chipotle and got something to eat, and I went to sleep really early that day. It was like my body just knew it is over. 
and I slept and woke up and I felt refreshed. I felt that same way yesterday. I, I, I can't remember a time outside of that. I went to bed as early as I did yesterday. I just, I didn't have anything in me. I didn't have, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to your dinner. I wasn't going to your gathering. I wasn't going to any of that yesterday. I was fine. I went home. We had some leftover tacos from the parade function. Ate that. And I tried to watch a movie. Like I I put the movie on. I don't think I made it past the credits, man. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I made it past the credits of the movie. Next thing I know, I I I, I was asleep. I woke up and it was 8:30. And I was like, oh wow, I slept for a long time. A long time. So I I certainly know, Rob, what you mean about. I mean, this job obviously is not physically demanding. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down all day, but you definitely have those days of just, man, I'm tired. And uh, I imagine many of you also had the same feeling yesterday. It was just, it was a long day from the morning, getting up early, getting in position to celebrate the parade to the emotional swing. I mean, it went from being just an incredible day to, a day that we will always remember for something very, very different. Like nothing that was said up on that stage will be remembered. I mean, we have had some great parade moments from Johnny Gomez to Travis Kelsey. I mean, we've had some great moments up there on that stage. We will remember nothing from that rally. Not even a little bit will we remember anything from that rally. We are going to remember what happened immediately afterwards, and we will see the effects of it if they win the Super Bowl again. I imagine they will, but we will see the effects of it and the change of it. And I, I mean, I'm not naive to think that everybody will still go back out there after what happened, but I certainly hope that the events of yesterday don't scare people from going to their next parade. And there should be another parade. It is more than just them celebrating the Super Bowl. It is, it is the biggest party that you have ever been invited to. And it's free. It's for everybody. Every walk of life, every religion. Everybody, you are allowed to come to the party and be a part of this in an amazing community. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I think tomorrow we'll get back relatively to normal as much as possible. And then we'll take a three-day break and we'll be back on Tuesday and we will be back to normal. I appreciate you guys for listening and making me a part of your day. I imagine Rob does too. And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Take care. It's drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t